Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Preview the Field of Dreams game. Give this thing its own little breakdown here. Excited to see what this looks like. And also, got a nice opportunity to take advantage of on the FanDuel Sportsbook with the $5 Field of Dingers promo here. Opt into that promo and place yourself a three-leg same-game parlay at $25. And you are going to then get back $5 in site credit for each home run hit during this game up to $35. So even if your parlay loses, you can go out there and make 10 bucks on the game just if the ball flies out of the park. Now let's get a sense of not whether or not this will actually happen here. The total is nine and a half. Lance Lynn, Andrew Heaney. Heaney may be happy to be out of Yankee Stadium. All he does is give up home runs here, Donnie. The White Sox in Dyersville tonight are minus 160 favorites against the Yanks. Yeah, this should be a good one to watch tonight because I'm always, you know, it's so much about the game itself. Would I be tuned into the Yankees-White Sox anyway? Yes, but I love big-time events, and this is a really cool event here. You know, growing up, watching the movie overall, it's basically the field right next to it that Major League Baseball built into it. So it's a nice little, excuse me, come see, you know, the... You know, movie set here. This is where, you know, they walk through the cornfields. Then you get to play an actual game with two good baseball teams. Maybe we wanted the New York Yankees here, possibly, Kevin, to have a full-go team as opposed to some of the COVID impacts that they've had. Maybe you mm-hmm. wanted Garrett Cole to be on the mound as opposed to Andrew Heaney because you are correct. The last time we saw Heaney on the mound in the Bronx, it wasn't pretty. It looked like he was serving up batting practice. But if we're taking a look at the game tonight, some good hitting weather conditions, as you said, and also some of the dimensions should be hittable tonight. 335 down both lines, 380 to the power alley. Dead center field here listed at 400. The field fence around Kevin, seven feet, but a little bit elevated in center field. Usually like to use that for the batting eye, so that's going to go up about 12 feet. But the ball should travel tonight. The only question is, will the Yankees will be able to participate here, Kevin, and hit the ball into the cornfields tonight? Because one thing that we do know, a healthy, ready-to-go lineup for the Chicago White Sox could do some damage against Heaney. Nine and a half, as you said, and also a favorite here currently listed at the FanDuel Sportsbook here for the Chicago White Sox at a minus 158. I do think the White Sox should win here, but it is important that we get these parlays in before the game takes place. So maybe spending a little bit of the afternoon. The one thing I got a little bit leery, Kevin, when you were reading the promo right there from the FanDuel Sportsbook was, uh uh-oh, I see the word dinger in there. So does that mean I have to pick another home run winner tonight? Not so fast. (laughs) We're going to put together a nice parlay tonight. So at least the pressure is off for me until next Tuesday. That's a good point there. The one thing I will say, I I do not appreciate the White Sox having this game line up with a Lance Lynn start. Now, if this was Dallas Keuchel versus Andrew Heaney, now we've got some action yeah. here. Now we're having, as they like to put it, a field of dingers. Now, that is a good old time to have at the ballpark here. The Yanks do have some experience, you know, in that lineup against Lance Lynn. They've not seen him this season. Who They, ha- they have seen the White Sox this season. They actually swept that team 
which is weird. One of the again, what a bizarre season for the Yankees. They just like have some of the worst losses you'll ever see, and then they could play a team like the White Sox and actually be able to hand them three straight losses. You look at that money line though, and this is a neutral site here, right? White Sox, considering the Yankees' injuries, certainly I think that price makes a lot of sense. Let's bring the radio audience into the fold here. Appreciate everybody that is tuning into the early line on Sports Grid Radio. Sirius XM Channel 204, the Mightier 1090, all of our radio affiliates out there. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside talking about the Field of Dreams game between the Yanks and the White Sox. Now, Donnie, we don't have any of the prop um, numbers up just yet, whether it be to record a hit, multiple hits, strikeout props here. But are there any players, when you kind of look through some of the projected lineups that you think could be guys you'll look to target your Tim Andersons, your DJ LeMahieu's maybe? Yeah, I like how you threw DJ LeMahieu in there because, you know, even looking at DJ over the last 30 days versus right-handed pitching, not so good. But also that tells the tale of the oh, Yankees' boy. season here. Outside of Aaron Judge with a 211 ISO power number over the last 30 days and a weighted on base average of 345 versus righties, everybody else in that lineup, I don't think I'm going to build out too many prop parlays from a Yankees perspective, but flipping it over to the Chicago White Sox here, take a look at Heaney, the lefty on the mound, last 30 days, Kevin, a 4.33 XFIP number, but equal opportunity chance to knock him around. Why is that? He's a left-handed pitcher to lefties, a ISO power number, Kevin, over the last 30 days, 0.394. Then to righties, who he's faced 80 batters, that's a 286. So that fits right into that power narrative here. If we get heat and humidity, some good hitting weather, you'll be able to hit some home runs tonight. Because look at the ISO power numbers for his left-handed pitching for some of the batters tonight out of the Chicago White Sox. Anderson, a 348. Moncada, 350. Vaughn, 250. Robert, 333. Hernandez, 450. Abreu, 200. I think he's a decided advantage tonight here, Kevin. We'll have some fun watching the game, but from a Yankees fan perspective, I don't know how much fun you're going to have here. But then again, when you put money in your pocket, you have a whole lot more fun, Kevin, right? You know, the smile that Donnie gets these days when breaking down the Yankees yeah. is just unbelievable. Yeah. And it's not going to stop, too. Rick Haro's joining us next, which is always a great time. And I'm sure Rick will let me off the hook, no problem. Yeah, right. Let me just add this on the whole DJ LeMahieu thing. He has 17 career at-bats against Lance Lynn. He's one hit. So for sure, do not put DJ LeMayu in your parlays tonight trying to cash those field of, of dinger parlays there. Hey, Aaron Judge, though, in eight at-bats, has two home runs against him. So maybe Judge can, you know, get... It's going to be White Sox parlays, isn't it? It's just going to be multiple hits here. Abreu home runs, Lance Lynn, alt strikeout props. It's all right. Money is money. Money is money. Ricaro talking about money next here on the early line, live on SportsGrid. Come on back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.
Welcome back. We are live right here on Sports Grid. And joining us now on the early line is Sports Grid Sports Business Analyst, the sports professor, a lot of sports, Rick Caro. Rick, how you doing? Bathed in sunlight. Uh, I had a tennis game rained out, but it looks like uh, in typical <laughs> South Florida weather. You know, five minutes later, we're gonna we're gonna be all right. I'm gonna sell tickets today. I'm playing somebody all right, there we off go. the IR, and at the be, I'll give you a, a, a percentage of what I receive. Checks in the mail. Nice. Sounds like <laughs> sounds like a great deal there, uh, Rick. Speaking of deals, I want to talk to you a little bit about the Olympics here. This is where I want to start because. Look, the Olympics are always the Olympics. They're going to do tremendous numbers, but it's relative, of course, Rick. And yeah. boy, it, it doesn't feel like this was a massive success in the way that they want to try and sell people that it was. But look, you know better. You know the numbers. Talk to me about how the Olympics were received this year. Now, I know you went to bed early every night because you had to prepare for the show. But was there one sport that you watched and the evening primetime stuff that you did not know the results of? Of course not. And the problem is time zone. And every Olympic time zone, distant, Far East, Russia, Sochi, and by the way, Beijing in about five months, it all has the same issue. And it's really made worse or different because we can get prompts on the phone where if we don't want it at 430 in the morning, we know exactly what happened for the entire day. Now, why not take advantage of that is the point that I've been hammering home and Mark Lazarus at NBC agrees, is that 94 countries won medals. It was more than any other country, uh, any other Olympics in history. That's what you should be focusing on. And also the total aggregate amount of, of viewers. You take the, uh, here's the formula. You take the 430 watching, you take the Peacock streaming watching, you add the firewall cost to that, you do the afternoon, you do the evening, you take the number of eyeballs and in Cyclops' case, divide that by two, and there's your number. And why not have that number? Because that's the true reflection of who's watching. Madison Avenue, I've said before, just too lazy to figure out how to translate that into advertising revenue. But you better do it soon because we've got an Olympics coming up in the same kind of time zone area in only five months. Yeah, it's interesting stuff here as we talk about it here. Always talking about big money and, you know, who's raking in the revenue. We do know, Rick, that the NFL is always king of the hill. The Dallas Cowboys one of the most profitable franchises in, you know, in the world overall, whether it be soccer, football, baseball, whatever it will be. But also an interesting thing here that we're taking a look at where the NFL, Rick, is trying to decide how we can increase ticket sales using analytics and maybe a video game helping out in that genre here. Talk about some of the NFL, one, being the Dallas Cowboys, breaking in all that cash revenue-wise, but also maybe a new approach here by the NFL trying to increase ticket sales by doing something a little bit different here. Yeah, the poor NFL, we're going to hold a bake sale for them, right? Because their franchise value <laughs> only went 14% last year. And the total number, according to Forbes, is about $3.5 billion on average a franchise, including your Eagles at the high end, by the way. And so it doesn't take into account performance over the years. It takes into account revenue. Jerry Jones, AT&T Stadium, uh, is a monument to how to make money on issues other than football and this is after the pandemic so what do you do you get way out ahead of the game and the analytics is one of the examples of that the data will tell us every stadium that doesn't sell out is a target and even ones with a waiting list is a target so you look at the demographics you hire a firm that does only analytics you figure out video games marketing variable ticket pricing suites seats how to convert certain areas into certain kinds of corporate areas, if that's what the market needs post-pandemic. And all of those issues, what do they do? Well, they make the league go from $16 billion a year to even higher. I am, as I told you, canceling that bake sale. Now, Rick, I want to talk to you a little, <laughs> a little bit about some of the NIL stuff. I saw something yesterday pop up on Derek King doing a little deal with the Florida Panthers. At first, I thought it was the Carolina Panthers, and I was like, there's no way that's yeah. allowed, although maybe it is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what the rules are when it comes to this stuff, Rick. But what do you think about De'Eric King there having a deal with a pro sports team? Well, I saw that coming in my uh, one of my uh, segments from last week where the Panthers announced that they're making the platform available to all the pro sports teams in Florida. I mean, well, <laughs> mistake sorry the college teams well some of them behave like pro teams but miami florida fsu uh usc ucf usf and the like where you can take the panthers platform 
use the social media, find a sponsor. Panthers get some of the revenue, but the kid gets the revenue. And Derek King was one of the first ones to take advantage of that. Remember, Miami uh, made some news earlier uh, this year when they did the deal with the gym that nobody's going to use for a $450,000 annual sponsorship. And each of the kids on the football team gets five grand apiece. This is the next step. What does that mean? That means the first kickoff game on ABC on uh, yeah, it's the, I think it's the 4th of September. It's the NIL Bowl. We've got the Nick Saban. My quarterback's going to make a million against Derek King, Alabama, and Miami. Who emerges on top? Well, they both win because they both pocket NIL money. And the rumor is that you guys are set for some substantial uh, NIL, crypto, True. FTX, uh, CBD, mm-hmm. uh, CBM, all the three-letter words. You're going to get some dollars uh, soon, as I understand it. That's the rumor. No. That's fantastic. And since you being a lawyer and all, we expect you to represent us, you know, pro bono. Just help us out a little bit on the bottom line, Rick. Is that true? Well, you, yeah. uh, Yeah, you, well, yeah, Kevin, not so fast. Yeah, here we go with this guy. (laughs) By the way, Rick, also some huge news in the soccer world out here. And, yes, I will get this free of charge. Kevin will have to pay a premium. Talk about paying a premium here. PSG in the soccer world getting Lionel Messi. But also talk about some of the ramifications here with Barcelona with him leaving. I mean, that is your massive – yes, you're paying out a lot of money, but massive revenues, jersey sales, you know, fans in the stands here. Now he moves to PSG. Talk about that move in the soccer world and some of the financial ramifications. For all of us young demographic folks who don't know what PSG is, Saint-Germain. <laughs> however, you, however you want to butcher the name, the bottom line is that they are now a football powerhouse even more than before with a great new facility, which will be the opening venue for the Paris Olympics three years from now. And by the way, the French soccer program, through the roof. We'll see what happens with the World Cup in Qatar next year, although obviously Messi doesn't play for them, but the interest is there. The real issue is Barca, Barca. What's happening with the uh, La Liga and all of the other leagues? Well, the debt-to-player ratio got out of whack, and there's a 70% uh, ruling requirement over there. It's kind of like the salary cap, but it's done in a different way relative to your revenues. You can only incur salary debt up to 70%. Well, they went way over 100%. And by the way, even us, I count after 20, after my fingers and toes are done, I don't do it. You have a feeling that you can't spend more than you make. And the bottom line is they couldn't afford him, which is an incredible statement to make for one of the biggest soccer franchises in the world. Rick, before we let you get out of here, the Field of Dreams game is today, and you were actually able to visit that field. Can you let people kind of know what they're expecting today? You were saying you were a big fan of it. Big fan of it. I, you know, when I was College World Series and I went to Milwaukee, I stopped in Dyersville, which really was halfway, and it was unbelievable. Saw Julius Joe Jackson, taped a segment. We ought to find it today before it's over. And it was just incredible. They were building and had finished building the stadium, which will be where things will be. But the existing field where they filmed the Kevin Costner, James Earl Jones hit was where they have all of the museum stuff. And as you remember, I interviewed Shoeless Joe. I walked around like a uh, empowered idiot. I was told to go take it somewhere else. I took 13 golf balls out of the back of my car and I fired six irons into the into the uh, corn. So when Fox says, hey, 50 microphones, 39 cameras, a lot of drones, we found seven baseballs and nine golf balls. They're mine. <laughs> they're Good mine. Good to know, Rick, that you're you're not only a nuisance to me, but apparently also the folks there yep. at Dyer. Oh, yeah. That is Rick oh, Aro, yeah. the Sports Grid Sports <laughs> Business Analyst, the sports professor. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Early Line Rink. We take a break. We come right back. We're going to finish up previewing today's Major League Baseball board on a Thursday. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. 
But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. here on the early line a baseball board to preview some interesting action here's where i want to start a little bit later angels blue jays shohei's on the mound it's always a show when shohei is out there going up against jose barrios who the blue jays acquired at the deadline as they are looking to make a postseason push of their own light numbers on that toronto money line if you are interested Total checking in right now at a flat nine. Couple of good arms, though. Couple of good lineups here, especially Toronto's. Tough task there for Otani. What do you think about this game tonight, Donnie? It is a tough task here, and Barrios being on the mound certainly should be able to give you a boost from a Toronto Blue Jays perspective, but that line's not going to get out of, you know, whack, so to speak. Also, some updates here, Mike Trout. They're saying he's still going to come back this season. He hasn't played since May 17th. Would have thought he would be back by now to try to help Otani out, and obviously you already know Anthony Rendon will be after the season, but let's get to the crux of the argument here with Otani. If he pitches well tonight, you can pretty much put that MVP race all but to bed. Now, over the last 30 days, the XFIP is decent. Right around a four number here. Kevin handling his business, both lefties and righties. But here's the issue that you're going to have tonight. You know, Otani is a right-handed pitcher, so lining up on the mound tonight, you're talking about a team over the last 30 days that is absolutely red hot. I'm talking about George Springer as well. Back in the fold here, looks like he's back to an MVP level. Look at the numbers of the ISO power numbers here versus right-handed pitching here for the Toronto Blue Jays. Springer at 387, Guerrero 343, Simeon 278, Bichette 191, Teoscar Hernandez 224, Dickerson 190, and Grichuk 204. That's your first seven batters all elevated over the last 30 days with their ISO power numbers against right-handed pitchers. And also taking a look, not a huge strikeout lineup tonight, Kevin, which is interesting. Usually when you have a power-hitting lineup, those strikeouts are elevated. Take a look at the Blue Jays once again over the last month of the season. Guerrero Jr., 17%. Simeon, 16%. Bichette, 17%. Dickerson, 4%. Gritchuk, 19%. Valera, 9%. McGuire, 12%. Joy Otani is built on strikeouts here, striking out about 27% of the batters he's faced over the past month. The problem is here, power hitting for the Blue Jays, not striking out a lot, Kevin. That means the balls will be in play. Tough night for Otani here. Only way I can lean, even though he is the MVP, the only way I can lean tonight is with those Toronto Blue Jays. Two things I wanted to bring up. One, George Springer is on fire right now. I think it's seven home runs in his last 12 games. Basically, they went back to the Rogers Center, and he's been unbelievable for this baseball team. He's plus 220, the shortest number in this game to hit a home run. But I do also have to bring up Vlad. This is the one thing that, like, Otani brings that really nobody else can bring, where he's going to pitch against his running mate if you will even though again it's kind of been put to bed vladimir guerrero jr i just cannot wait to see that vlad is plus 310 to hit a home run in this game a considerable minus number as always to get a hit minus 290 but a multi-hit game for him pays out a plus 175 now also i'm sure shohei will be just as locked in i'm really excited to watch that game late one there though certainly for folks here on the east coast a lot of early baseball to get involved with if you would so please one of those games is a's cleveland here oakland a considerable road favorite they've probably could have easily lost the first two games but they don't lose 
They never lose. It's an absolute nuisance. The other interesting thing is they're going up against Eli Morgan. Now, that is a vulnerable pitcher. But their offense has kind of just been doing enough, it feels like. Make you sweat it out here against some of these Cleveland arms to get things rolling in this series here. Donnie, what do you make about an early one here between Oakland and Cleveland? Yeah, sometimes their body clocks aren't right, and you're talking about, you know, a West Coast team playing more on East Coast time here. But Morgan, not a very good pitcher. Last 30 days here, Kevin, XFIP close to five, but it's a, it's a, really a difference in uh, how he handles left-handed batters and right-handed batters. Keep in mind, Morgan is a right-handed pitcher. To lefties, they're hitting them a little bit. 334 weighted on base average over the past month with a 257 ISO power number. Now, right-handed batters here, Kevin, he's doing, some, he's doing the job. 257 weighted on base average. If you hear those numbers continuously, 320 is the Major League Baseball. Well, average. So obviously, anything less than that from a pitcher's perspective is very good. ISO power number light as well, .148. Keep in mind that .170 is about the Major League Baseball average. But here's the difference. Usually when you're taking a look, say, okay, can we stack up left-handed batters to really make a difference against Morgan? You don't really have a ton of power. There. Matt Olson, obviously a very good hitter. He comes from the left-hand side. Lowry will bat from the left-hand side tonight. He is a switch hitter. Moreland and also Brown. So not a lot of guys that you would figure being a power look, but also one of those sneaky home run guys tonight here. Take a look at Brown, the lefty, batting out of the eight hole tonight, Kevin. Over the last 30 days versus right-handed pitching. Keep in mind, once again, he's a lefty. A 522 ISO power number and a 511 weighted on base average. So maybe get some power at the bottom of that lineup. But as we like to say, Kevin, all Oakland does is continue to win. Bassett's a good pitcher. Last 30 days, 3.19 XFIP number. Doing damage against both lefties and righties. Not a great-looking lineup tonight, as is pretty much night-to-night here for the Indians. you got to go with the Oakland Athletics until they show that they're on a losing streak or a skid. And it's just each and every night they line up with a good bullpen, a good starting pitcher, and a good lineup. And that equates to victories in Major League Baseball. 100%. I want to bring up the early game as well, the earliest game between St. Louis and Pittsburgh. But before we even get to the specifics of that game, the Cardinals are there. Look, they're 11 back of Milwaukee. They're also seven half back of the second wild card. Now, you might think, why are you bringing that up? Their schedule is outrageous. They just got swept by Atlanta, and then they entered what can only be described as the softest schedule perhaps any team will ever see for about a month of baseball there. There are three home games against Milwaukee. Certainly that's difficult. Then they go, this is what they've had, though. Three at home against Kansas City. Three at Pittsburgh. Three at Kansas City. Three at home versus Pittsburgh. Two at home versus Detroit. Four in Pittsburgh. They play the Pirates, like, 200 times in the next month here. I know, Donnie, it's tough to schedule watch at sometimes in Major League Baseball because we always talk about even your worst teams are able to steal some games here. But, I mean, is there any juice to a St. Louis team that tried to do a little bit of buying at the deadline, just playing nothing but bottom feeders and then three games against Milwaukee over the next month of baseball? Yeah, here's the issue with me. I mean, you they were buying at the deadline, Kevin, but buying lemons per se, because when you're taking a look at the same reason I look at the Philadelphia Phillies <laughs> that have a talented lineup, right? But you say, where's the crux of the argument coming from? Because you're only as good as your next day's starting pitcher. So when they bought at the deadline, I mean, take a look at the three lefties they have, which, hey, you got left-handed pitching, that's great. Lester, Hap, and LeBlanc. If you're expected to stay in a race or make a playoff push, and those guys are taking the mound here, Kevin, three out of your five starting days, I don't care who you're playing at this point. Eventually, you're going to get caved in on, and that's what's happened to the St. Louis Cardinals. So when we take a look at them buying and helping out the roster, you know, I don't know how much you helped with getting those three lefties in the lineup because even when you take a look at tonight, LeBlanc is not a very good pitcher. Over the last 30 days, Kevin, a 5.83 XFIP, which is terrible. But when you match it up with the Pirates lineup tonight, sure, they're going to be able to go with a lot of right-handed batters. But take a look at this lineup, Kevin, over the past month. Park is a leadoff hitter. He's got four plate appearances versus lefties over the last 30 days. He's got a 1.33 ISO power number and a weighted on base average of over one. Obviously, it's only through four bats. Maybe hit a home run or a double in the gap. That's why it's so elevated. But look at the next few batters here in the lineup that's going to complete the one through eight. Hayes, an ISO power number, .042. Reynolds, .111. Alfred, zero. Stallings, zero. Polanco, zero. Nagowski, .107. Newman, .037. Nobody can get on base. Nobody hits for power. So maybe it's, hey, LeBlanc should be able to navigate these waters. It's a bad lineup versus a bad pitcher. We'll see what turns out. But getting back to your original point there, Kevin, on St. Louis, even though the schedule is soft, 
it's not like you're running out there very good starting pitcher after very good starting pitcher. Yeah. You're basically running a guy out there, and that usually doesn't turn out all that well. I have a friend who's a diehard Cardinals fan. He goes, got to win out, hmm. which is obviously ridiculous. <laughs> I'm going to win out. But uh, just to give people context here, starting with that Friday uh, game against Kansas City from last week, a 21-game stretch where they're going to be favored in 18 of 21 baseball games. I'm just assuming they're dogs in every single game against Milwaukee. Like, that's that's Dodger stuff. That's Astro stuff. That's not typical what you see of a team like the St. Louis Cardinals. Again, are they actually going to be able to hunt down the Milwaukee Brewers at the 55 to 1 number? No, it's impossible to think such a thing. I'll tell you this, though. If they still were offering make miss playoff numbers or something, I, I wouldn't be mad at a little $10 dart throw there on that team. Are they even off? Like, they're offering that team at 200 to 1 to win the National League. The next closest team is Cincinnati at 25 to 1. I'm pretty sure the only reason that they're throwing you the Cardinals is because that schedule could maybe convince a jabroni like myself to throw a dollar down. But 200 to 1, I mean, a dollar? I'd probably tell my buddy who's a Cards fan. He'll probably get right on after that here. Donnie, we don't have odds for a ton of games up just yet. Were there any plays or games or spots that you've been looking at here on the card that might potentially catch your eye as the day moves on? Yeah, anytime Gutierrez takes the mound here for the Cincinnati Reds, and we're also playing a game down in Atlanta, we do expect runs to be in the equation. So take a look at the XFIP number for Gutierrez being the Reds' right-handed pitcher, Kevin, a 6.08 XFIP number. Take a look at 50 at-bats over the last month. He's faced left-handed batters, a 399 weighted on base average, and an ISO power number of 348. So when you take a look at the middle of this lineup here, you know sits in there Freddie Freeman with a 421 weighted on base average and a strikeout number under 10%. That ball should be in play tonight. The only issue is there is the price points that we're getting on this. Taking a look at Atlanta in that 5.5 range, can they get it? Probably. We saw last night Milwaukee, 5.5, stay away at minus 140. They easily went over that number. But those price points I like to stay at, Kevin, maybe 5 is the maximum, 4.5 more in my wheelhouse. I do think the Atlanta Braves hit tonight versus the Cincinnati Reds. Bad pitcher, bad bullpen, usually equals success. Maybe only get a full 8 at-bats. They should be able to get that done, but a little bit leery here, Kevin, at the 5.5 number. Also, a late-night game that's going to feature feature Marco Gonzalez against the Rangers, who are terrible, and I cannot wait for him to get hit in a way that the Yankees somehow couldn't do to Marco Gonzalez. We're talking NFL preseason action next, right here on The Early Line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. All right, 
NFL preseason, week one. Again, Hall of Fame. It's like week zero in college football, right? So it's now officially week one. Two games on the board here tonight. Washington football team, New England Patriots start this off a two and a half point spread for Washington in Foxborough. No respect for home field advantage. What is that about? Total checking in at 36 and a half. Before we necessarily dive straight on into the numbers, though, Donnie, you think about this New England side here, Cam Newton versus Matt Jones. This is going to be really interesting because you've got two quarterbacks that are, you know, quote-unquote competing for a starting job that just bring way different stuff to the table. No, they really do. And it's interesting because it's a tale of, you know, I think the Patriots, Kevin, are very fond of Cam Newton. You know, brought him back for an extra year. Everything that Bill Belichick tells you, forget about what your eyes told you last year about Cam Newton, a quarterback. They really like the guy around the complex. They see he's a team player. He works hard. He's always there. And it seems like that always gives him the, the bump because I do think they want to start Cam Newton on this football team to give him another run to say, okay, maybe the arm has improved from last year, a little bit more healthy, have more weapons to play with. Let's see what we can do. Because if you're just looking, Kevin, to make the playoffs this year and have a good football team, Cam Newton is probably your guy. Is he a great quarterback that's going to lead you to a lot of victories and maybe a division championship and a Super Bowl run? Probably not. But he's going to be that steady hand back there. If you need the first down on third and three, he can run for it. But I think the health of the Patriots franchise overall is determining how good a quarterback Mac Jones is. So is this one of those where, like, hey, you sit Cam Newton down and say, look, you're going to be our starter here. But sooner or later, there's going to be a transition around midseason where we need to get Mac Jones in there to see what he has and preferably being on a football team 500 or better. We saw that game plan last year with Flores down in Miami saying, hey, Ryan, get us out to a decent start, 500 record, play good football, but we got to find out what Tua is. You're not our future. You understand that. Tua is our future. We're going to be putting him in ball games. I think that same thing is going to happen this year with the New England Patriots. So from a com- competition perspective, I think it's very good in camp to keep Cam Newton thinking like, hey, you got to hold up the young kid, but also the young kid saying, well, should I just work as hard as I can knowing Cam Newton's going to play the whole year and this is like a redshirt year for me? No. You want that competition day in, day out. For the health of the franchise, I would love to see Mac Jones sooner than later, but I do think out of respect for that Patriots organization, Cam Newton's probably going to get the call week one, Kevin. The This is the thing, though, about the Cam-Mac stuff that is very difficult for me is what Brian Flores did last year where they were winning games and his quarterback was playing well and he benched him for the rookie. It's just not something we've ever seen done. That's just not a thing that anybody does. Nobody does that, right? Now, did they end up not making the playoffs because of that move? No, I wouldn't say that that was the case. There was a competitive race for the back end of the AFC all wrong. And oddly, like Fitz ended up having COVID for that Week 17 game, so he wasn't even uh, an option for them against Buffalo. But if you're the New England Patriots and you start with Cam Newton, you're trying to go to the playoffs this year in New England. A lot of your defensive pieces back. You, They were, I mean, the offseason started and Bill was just dollars, dollars, dollars. I mean, he was spending money left and right here. People often talk about bye weeks when it comes to bringing quarterbacks in. There's his week 14. Like, there's no just like soft landing spot for this year where, look, if they're out of it, sure. But again, I feel like the goal for this team, Donnie, is for Cam Newton to be the quarterback. And basically, if they make a change, then they're probably not winning football games. Where I just think if you're betting New England futures or win totals like that, I think you should be prepared to be betting on Cam Newton to have a good season versus Mac Jones. But the one thing is, it does seem like they're still open to this being a battle here. We've heard Washington is likely to be playing starters for, you know, a period of time here against New England. Certainly, I think why they are road favorites in this spot. We'll see fits for a little bit. And the other interesting thing is, like, you know, when you talk about preseason betting, I guess Taylor Heineke is a little bit of a boost here to the Washington football team. No, it's a good part because, again, participating and, you know, having fun here in the preseason, betting a little bit of money, never hurt anybody here. So when we took a look at that, you know, Hall of Fame game, Kevin, the open up, I was like, boy, that was a really disastrous experience. But when you take a look at the quarterbacks that should be getting time tonight, Kevin, it's not so much where you have, you know, rookies that don't deserve to be in the football league or you don't think can play. You know, injuries, no injuries, banged up in training camp. Let's just look at the quarterbacks on the rosters for both of these teams. Talking about the Washington football team first, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Taylor Heineke, Stephen Montez, Kyle Allen. 
all eligible to move the football and won't be blinded by the lights of actually being in an NFL game. Flip it over to New England Patriots. Cam Newton, Jared Stidham, Brian Hoyer, and Mac Jones, the same thing. So we were seeing nobody couldn't get enough of the under in game one of the Hall of Fame game, 32s, 32 one and a half, 31s. Now we're looking at that 37 level, Kevin, because you're thinking every quarterback coming in the football game sort of has a grasp on the offense. And even if it is a rookie, a la Mac Jones, he's a high-drafted, talented rookie, not just a, a fifth or sixth or seventh rounder that you want to try to get some you know, film on at this point here. So when we're looking for over perspectives, yeah, we're usually over betters anyway. I think it actually makes sense in this one for that 37 total to get into play because I do think each and every quarterback that comes into the game, I don't think they're going to be a deer in headlights tonight, Kevin. The one interesting thing, and we'll talk about this with the next game, is you know week one under slow moving and trying to get a sense for that the other thing too is we do have we will have live lines available for these games Don and i will be live in play sports tonight 7 to 10 p.m eastern on sports grid radio and sirius xm channel 204 so we'll be able to react and that's kind of the fun thing i think about preseason if there is going to be a fun thing is okay this guy's out now I can make this movement here. This guy's out. I can make this movement here and try and betting in that way. But that's where this next game gets so fascinating to me, Donnie, with the Eagles and the Steelers game here and why Philly's status as a favorite is almost a little bit surprising to me when you consider, at just the minimum, Pittsburgh has one rep under their belt, and that's more than the Philadelphia Eagles can say. You're right. And, you know, you had that dress rehearsal already. So every time you go through the motion of doing that each year, it's even for the veterans that are going to play in the game. It's still new. You're still very excited to get out there. But you haven't been out there playing all that much. And from years past, Kevin, we've had a ton of OTAs. We've had a ton of training camp time. Not so much anymore. They don't really work all that much in the offseason. How many times did you see, you know, whether it's not COVID or the pandemic, where you're saying like, hey, you know, I'm going to shut this camp down early. You know, we came in for Tuesday and Wednesday, did good work. We were going to stay through the weekend. I'm going to send these guys home, see them in a month for training camp here. And also when you take a look at training camps now, Kevin, there's not a lot of hitting going on. It's more, you know, mental notes here, getting in the classroom, learning the playbook, running through on the field in shorts and helmets, and, you know, just going uppers per se, which is just, again, shoulder pads and helmets. But taking a look here at the quarterback position once again, Kevin, it doesn't look all that bad here. Jalen Hurts is going to get some time for the Philadelphia Eagles, no doubt about it. You're also going to have Nick Mullins, who's been around the block in the NFL with Kyle Shanahan, out for the San Francisco 49ers. And, oh, yeah, Joe Flacco, who I don't like all that much later in his career, still an NFL veteran quarterback that probably has a pretty good grasp of the system. Looking again at the Pittsburgh Steelers, Haskins, Dobbs, Rudolph, we'll see if Ben Roethlisberger gets some time tonight. But, again, you're looking at decent quarterbacks. So that's when you try to take a look at what are the spreads going to be, what are the totals going to be. You know, Picking a side in an NFL preseason game, kind of tough to do even though Mike Tomlin Kevin one of the better head coaches in preseason action for winning football games and covering the spread we're taking a look now at the FanDuel Sportsbook around that 34 and a half number I look for this one probably to go over a little bit but more of a warm-up and it's a tale of two things Kevin right the first coaching that you're going to see from Nick Sirianni is going to come obviously from a preseason game mm-hmm. setting the tone maybe he wants to win does he scoreboard watch because it's pretty apparent Pittsburgh cares about what the final score is, regardless of its regular season or preseason games, Kevin. I just wanted to bring this note up here, just quick look in. Over the last three Hall of Fame games, the teams that played in the Hall of Fame game, the neck in preseason week one, two and four outright record. So don't cover the eyes, blind bet that team. I'm sure a lot of people do that. Do your research. There's obviously extra stuff that you can bring to the table as it does pertain to that. You mentioned Nick Sirianni. I think that is a good point, right? A year one head coach, a little bit more to prove, a little bit more that he wants to work out there. Also, you know, if you're Tomlin, maybe you saw certain things in that Hall of Fame game. Now you're like, all right, I need to work on this. I need to work on this because at the end of the day, nobody cares about their record. It's the preseason. Jalen Hurts, though, Donnie. Jalen Hurts. We're expecting to maybe see some Jalen Hurts here in this game. Is Jalen Hurts playing for a starting job here in the preseason? I I would say no at this point. Now, let's take a look here. Jalen Hurts last year, which, again, you're talking about a guy who has very mobile legs, and he moved the offense at times for the Eagles. But take a look at Pro Football Focus last year, Kevin. There was 38-rated quarterbacks here. Jalen Hurts was 37. Now, here's where I'm going to say with this, because, you know, your eyes are going to lead you to what's going to happen. And if you're the Philadelphia Eagles tonight, as an organization, what's the only thing you want to see, Kevin? Maybe a scoring drive, 
a competent football team when Jalen Hurts is out there. Because the narrative right now has been, from a Philadelphia Eagles perspective through the entire offseason, is we're going to wait and see on Jalen Hurts. He's supposed to be our starting quarterback. We drafted him in the second round. We also kicked Carson Wentz out of town and traded. Now, granted, Carson Wentz won it out as well, but that was that marriage certainly mm-hmm. broke up quickly. But the only guy left standing was Jalen Hurts, who started the majority of the games down the stretch last year. So now when you equate it to this year, if you go out tonight, and Philadelphia fans we know have been known to overreact, what happens if Jalen Hurts goes two for seven in his first two drives with an interception? The phone lines in Philadelphia will light up. You know, Deshaun Watson, the Philadelphia, every national story will be, what's your takeaway from week one of the preseason? <laughs> See Jalen Hurts out there. There's no doubt in my mind now that the Houston Texans are saying, yep, we're going to hold firm at three first-round picks if you want this quarterback because you want to go into the football season with that. And keep it, it's a preseason game. It's the first game. They're going to run a vanilla scheme. So if he plays well or doesn't play well, it automatically doesn't matter. But from a public perception here of the Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts needs to show up tonight and at least, Kevin, play average football. If he doesn't look sharp, boy, oh boy, the next couple week and a half, or week and a half up to the next preseason game and beyond, that's going to be some interesting fodder here in Philadelphia. It really is, which is, for, like, is he going to be allowed to run? I mean, I personally don't. I mean, no. Should be the, like, hey, don't do that. Devonta Smith won't be out there because... Injury regression is a lie, and it's absolutely miserable. Don't tell me to be calm, Ian. I won't. I will not listen to you. Here's the other interesting thing about all of this, though, it, and this is what is so bizarre still about all this whole situation, Donnie. The Eagles are not in some situation where the window is now. We have one season to strike, and we'll never be able to be relevant again. They've been trying to set themselves up to be able to have a big offseason next year. So this desire to do this now and not give Jalen Hurts a full season and bring in Deshaun Watson under the set of circumstances that you would be bringing in Deshaun Watson are still all so, I don't know if puzzling is the right word because of the talent, you get it, but it feels rushed, I guess, maybe for lack of a better term here. Again, one-point favorites tonight for Philadelphia. The numbers are really odd. The one thing I also wanted to bring up, Donnie, FanDuel Sportsbook odds boost here. Washington and the Eagles to both net victories. That parlay would be plus 220. They boosted it on up to plus 260. That's a tough one. That, that's really a tough one here because also you're talking about you're, you're trying to cap games. You try to find an advantage for yourself as opposed to just looking at the odds and say, yeah, the 260 looks nice. It's hard enough just to pick any regular season football game and try to match two quote-unquote favorites up against each other, but now you're going to do it in the preseason. Plus 260 is a decent price on this, and we have the day to think about it, and quite frankly, by the time we get around to on the air to on in-play sports tonight, we'll probably have a piece of this plus 260 to cheer on the Eagles and both the Washington football team. Look at NFC East parlay action. You love a good odds boost. Can't complain. Come on back. Right here on SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! 
at participating McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Last segment today for a Thursday right here on the early line on the Sports Grid Network with myself, Donnie Wrightside, and Kevin Walsh. Two hours getting ready for NFL action tonight. Nick Sirianni and the Philadelphia Eagles going to take the field versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Also, the Washington football team and the New England Patriots, but also some good stuff here out in the Midwest in Iowa. The Field of Dreams game tonight. Should be exciting. We're going to welcome in Ariel Epstein here from the morning after to start the morning off right here. Are we excited about the Field of Dreams? Two NFL games, full Major League Baseball slate. What do you got going on today, Ariel? Donnie, from a fan perspective, it's fun to go and watch these preseason games to watch the Field of Dreams for Major League Baseball. From a handicapping perspective, it's a nightmare. I mean, it's the preseason. You're looking essentially for trends and potential starting players playing in preseason games. For the Field of Dreams, neutral site never played at before yeah you can look at dimensions of the fields which are a little shorter than yankee stadium which scares me for andrew he and the yankees starter today otherwise i'm just looking to how this series went between the yankees and white Sox in may that's all we could really do in handicapping these kinds of games looking for trends no, exactly. Looking for trends and also odds boosts here, like the FanDuel odds boost tonight. The Washington football team and the Eagles to both, both win boosted from plus 220 to plus 260. So some good stuff here. Again, Major League Baseball underway, you know, strikeout props. I know you'll probably be on tonight, but also some other interesting things from the sports atmosphere. J.R. Smith, who been known, you know, world champion NBA player, played in the league, what, a good 10 to 15 years, now going back to school, Ariel, and decides to try to take up golf here at his age. Who says we can't have our dreams as we get older in age here, Ariel? Exactly. Also, good for him. There are so many athletes that don't get to complete schooling because they end up going pro so early in life. Good for J.R. Smith for going back to school, getting that degree, and making sure that it's not just sports that he has to rely on in life. Exactly. You know what you can rely on, though? The morning after coming up next between 9 to 12, right over here on the Sports Grid Network, Ariel Epstein and Ben Stevens taking you through getting ready for an exciting afternoon of Major League Baseball action, NFL tonight, and the Field of Dreams. That'll do it today for the early line. Both myself, Donnie Wrightside, and also Kevin Walsh. We'll be back tomorrow on a Friday. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.